episode 23. This is our Jordan episode because fuck LeBron James. Um, I am super stoked. I am 23. Maz is 23. This is going to be a good episode. Hell yeah. I'm Drew Goche. This is a podcast with Go. Welcome, Anthony Mazlin. Wagwan, brethren. Not much, man. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, uh, I've been, I feel, I did a lot of yard work today for my parents. Again? Yeah, dude. Man, we're like making a... this place look incredible. Dude, they're just like making you work, eh? Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's a good thing. That's kind of why I'm here. I'm here right now to like help out while my shit gets okay. like fixed up. Okay. So, like where my apartment's getting redone where I'm moving. So I'm like, I'm here to just help my parents get so everything. It's, so it's like mutual satisfactory. Yeah, it's all good. And I like, I want to do it. Like I, I yeah. want my parents like, to be proud of this shit. You know what I'm saying? And you're living in it, like living in your past, the glory days of DGS. Yeah, dude. Except I'm way better at it now. Yeah. <laughs> like I might actually trust me to do some work. <laughs> <laughs> I still wouldn't, but um well, yeah, like it is what it is. I'm having fun and uh I think my parents like it too. Um That's good. I'm sure they like having you around. Yes. Yes, <laughs> they do. And I like being around. Um good. So, uh what's going on with you? Yo, you're telling me you're striking out with the ladies, but let's update. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's no, update. No, don't do this to me. You ended Come up, on. you oh. ended up re-ghosting that girl. Oh no, I didn't re-ghost her, but no, or like you now she, ghosted her. Well, she snapped me, and I just didn't answer. I opened and didn't answer. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that means you're up one. I'm so fucking petty, man. It's bad. It's not good. It's not good, dude. How? I don't know. I think it's all good. Yeah. Whatever. I'm over it. Yeah, I guess so. But anyways, that girl missed out on a fantastic guy, so Absolutely. we're not going to dwell on it any longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm fired up. This is going to be a good episode. We're going to keep it kind of shorter again because this is the first time we're throwing two episodes, or two interviews back to back, and we got a hell of an interview. Are we at? Oh, okay, okay, okay. So which we're, one? Uh, which interview are we adding to this one? Jared's. Jared. Yeah, I... Ma- the reason Maz asked me that is because I've hammered out a fuck ton of interviews lately. Like, it, I think I've done three this week. Yeah. Um, and it it sucks. I, I really wish, like, you could be a part of it. Um, yeah. I'm also toying with the idea of maybe changing the way we do interviews. Okay. Um, haven't even talked to you about this. I'm thinking maybe we get the person on board for, like, maybe our Tuesday episode. And like we do under over with them and then talk about our questions. I love that idea. I think it'll be way more fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them involved in the show, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, And it's cool to hear other people's opinions too, right? Like I know we personally hear people's opinions from DMs and all that, right? But to have it on the show and to have like, you know. Uh, Hang on. I also got to talk my shit. Now that the fucking Sam, I have been biting my tongue about this. It feels like for a week. What, what? But now that that Sam episode has come out, you can eat a dick. What? What? Did you not listen to it fully? It's possible you might not have. I listened to most of it. Okay, dog. How about she said I could take a shark? No. Oh my god. No, no. What she said she is said maybe. It. She said maybe a no, hundred. No, no, she no. said maybe a hundred pound shark. Maybe that's what okay. she said. Okay. No. Yes, man. No, man. And that's in the water. So obviously I could take it on land. Oh, yeah. You could take it on land. It can't <laughs> function on land. I can't. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could take a mountain lion, too, if you had a gun and you were 100 yards away. 
No, I could take it with my bare hands, but yo, it Man, is. There's like two is. people in history that were able to do that, and they were just monsters. Okay, you're just Maybe a normal dude from Fort Erie. <laughs> like, hey, man, you do, we don't know this. We're talking shit. We don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're talking shit. I know. I I do feel like we have to drop this whole me fighting animals thing, though, or PETA is gonna fucking start coming after us. Ah, yeah, yeah, it's um, true. Yeah, um, some big news. Like, it seems way bigger than it should be um adam levine left the voice but like i think we've talked about this before does anybody really give a fuck no i don't think so <laughs> i guess people that watch the voice do but but I like, okay i want to know how many people actually watch it uh, you want me to look at the numbers right now while you vamp like how many yeah okay like like who really has cable like, the demographic must be aging, and, like, they must realize this shit's on the way out. Because there's no, no fucking way. No oh, wow. way. Wow. What? Uh, the NBC's The Voice top total viewers Monday in primetime at 2.9 million. Oh, that's not a lot. That's a lot of people, man. Uh, the Raptors uh, oh, well, seven, that's, like, that's two a- series ago. It was 5.8 million. That's it? Yeah, I think that's still a lot. Yeah, that's... Dude, the Super Bowl only does like twenty million. Yeah. No, maybe Super Bowl does two hundred million. Maybe I'm I'm fucking up a decimal place. The World Cup did a billion. <coughs> yeah, but soccer's different. Soccer's universal. Yeah, greatest sport ever. Right? Like American football. I don't know about greatest sport. It's up there. <laughs> like it's up for debate. I'll, I'll definitely give that. It's to you. it's all subjective. Anyway. Well, yeah, I just I can't stand the pace of it. It's not fast enough for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh yeah. And yeah. I think that's most people's gripe. I yeah. hear the, I hear every time I get into this argument, I hear the same two arguments every single time and like it it's so annoying. It's well, what are they? The first argument is, oh, they're just a bunch of pussies and they fall down. That's the first argument no, every time. No, I won't argue that. And then the second argument is it's too slow. That's what people say. Yeah, but, I, but then I they'll get watch, but then they'll sit down and watch like a baseball it's like, ugh, I don't know. I like baseball. <laughs> but that's but you have to admit that's like 30 times slower than a soccer. But I've game. said this on the podcast. It is 100% slower. Yeah. I don't mind baseball because you can fall asleep in the second inning, wake up in the 8th and you feel like you watch the whole game. Yeah, that's fine. Right? Yeah, you... Um anyways, hang on. Hang on. Let's go fucking Toronto. Hell yeah. The Raptors Hell yeah. are in the NBA con- Fuck, not even conference final. They won the conference final. We're in the finals, dog. <laughs> I think we should put I, it <laughs> I honestly never thought I'd see the day. And I don't, I don't, like, I physically, as much as I wanted them to win, I said Raps in seven. So Raps in six. Like, you said Bucks in six. So I don't uh, know what I, you're talking about. Yeah, well, no, we have proof. No, um, no, no, that was a, uh, that was you doing some editing on my voice, no, mimicking my voice. I'm pretty sure I said Bucks are going to lose in game six. I don't know. Um, but when Toronto won in Milwaukee the other night I thought this is typical Toronto and I thought like a typical Toronto like I wouldn't call myself a Toronto sports fan but I am to some extent I really thought they were going to blow these last two games and shit the bed I I fully expected it being completely honest yeah I that's why I said what I said because I thought I don't know it just it seems too good to be true for a Toronto team and I just thought they were going to slip up you know yeah I totally understand where you're coming from and I 100% agree with it but I was so happy so happy last night watching the game and even happier seeing all those people in the city of Toronto in Jurassic Park all over the place like it just seemed incredible 
It was such a good um, comeback. Yeah, 15 yeah. points with two minutes left in the third quarter. Incredible. Yeah, that is great. Um, I also want to point out that there was no arrests made last night. Oh, that's the article I was telling you about. Oh, no. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Sorry, Please dog. say it's impressive no arrests were made after yeah. after celebrations. Like, what a Cana- perfect Canadian, fucking, man. Yeah, wait till the finals. Yeah, that's true. Because I'll say it now, even though we're going to... No, I'll wait till the end. But... No, I'll wait till the end for all of this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Raps are going to win the NBA Finals in in six games, oh, and there will right, be man. and there'll be riots in the street of Toronto. No, I got I got to stick with my my predictions of betting against them because then they'll win. <laughs> so or, what do you say, Golden State? <laughs> Golden State in five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like the Drake dude. I'm the new Drake curse, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the new Drake curse, dog. Oh, you got me laughing, dog. <laughs> I needed a good chuckle. Um, Fucking Austin Weiss, bud. Golden Austin State. Weiss. Yeah, he's a big Golden State fan. That kid. Don't even talk to me about that kid. <laughs> he's mint. You like him? Your buddies? Yeah, he's a good guy. All right, he's a good guy. Um, How about... This has got to be embarrassing. Nine people showed up for a KKK rally. So that in itself is embarrassing that there's still um, white supremacist groups out there because I, I, I really do. I don't agree with that. It's even funnier that nine fucking people showed up. Yeah. Well, but the best part of the story is that they were drowned out by 600 protesters. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, they got shit pumped. Like, why even try? It's not even close. Like, no. No, like you, you can't even pull the fucking Game of Thrones Battle of Winterfeld miracle. Like, uh, like there's no way those nine. Imagine people how embarrassed six. those guys must have been. Holy fuck! Oh, dude, it'd be absolutely horrendous thinking that. Uh, like, they were probably, and this sounds horrible, but these p- people were probably excited to go to the rally, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you show up. And you realize Dave and Sam that said they were going to come stayed home because they didn't want to look like idiots. <laughs> and that 600 people fucking showed up to yeah. tell you F off. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you, like, out of, like, the six of them, I bet you they had, like, what, 13 teeth? <laughs> there was nine, so we'll give, them, we'll give them 16 teeth. 16 teeth. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and it was probably oh, snaggletooths right in the middle oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Up. 40 brain cells. Maybe. Between them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were doing whippets before the fucking. Oh fuck yeah, dude! They were huffing so much paint, unreal. Yeah, dude, they were in just injecting meth. Oh, um, right into their neck. <laughs> the carotid. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, there was a burglar going around breaking into homes recently, and I think I'm gonna DM him my number. What? Because this man would break into your home, and then he would clean your bathroom, your bedrooms, and then leave. That's awesome. Isn't that fucking incredible? Dude, that's fucking sick. He's like the Robin Hood of burglary. Yeah, I mean, no, but yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, he is, right? Well, Robin Hood stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Yeah, well, this guy's cleaning cleaning up your dirty-ass house. (laughs) I guess that's kind of relatable. Yeah! (laughs) Hey, we're... 
Fuck, dude. People who listen to this podcast aren't aren't gonna fucking challenge it. Like, come on. <laughs> holy moly. Um, yeah, I think this is incredible. I I really wish this guy would come out and just open up a cleaning service, but maybe it's the thrill, right? Yeah, dude. Like, I totally get it. I would like I do things for thrill all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what so a weird I, thrill, though. Oh, yeah, but it'd be a rush. You think so? Oh. Breaking into someone's home, dude. But he probably gets that like he's probably like cleaning the sink. He's like, "Do I have time for the bathtub?" I and know, fucking, dude. Oh it's, man, it's, that's a rush, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be like running into a fire. Does he have his own cleaning supplies, or does he like, steal the shit in the cupboard? It, it wasn't mentioned in the article, though. I think it would be way more impressive if like he brought like a tub of carrying or cleaning supplies with him. Yeah, like in a backpack or something. Yeah, but I I picture it more like a maid. Like I picture it like a little hand basket with like oh, a little mop. Yeah, out of yeah. That like smashes your window, wow. picks up the glass neatly, and then goes and cleans your shit. <laughs> like, doesn't he know that he can make money doing this? Yeah, but he probably doesn't get the thrill. Uh, yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know, man. I think I think it's hella dope. I also think as long as he doesn't steal anything. The, though the only thing I feel like it'd be like you'd feel still like you had a big invasion of privacy. Yeah, I would feel creeped out. I'd be like, Ugh, yeah. someone in my house like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel like that's not tight. No. Though, like realistically looking back at it, if he did a good job, I don't think I'd be too mad. No, I'd be right? like, I'd be like, all right, whatever. It's not the worst person to break into your house, I guess. No, it's not. But it's what if he best. broke? What if he broke into your business, stole cash, the cash register, and then grabbed an egg roll because he was hungry on the way out? Because that's what this burglar did. <laughs> an egg roll? Why not, man? You're there. So he robbed a Chinese restaurant. And what he did was he <laughs> he emptied the cash register, but then for some reason ended up, he couldn't get all the cash out of it, which I don't know how. So he just grabbed the whole the cash register as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grabbed a few egg rolls because he must have been hungry. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the headline if I ever get caught. Like if I, not that I do these things. Yeah, hang yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. No, I'd but be, if I were to, this would be the headline. It wouldn't be like an egg roll though. It would be like a taquito or something. Facts. Taquitos Facts. are good, eh? The jalapeno chicken taquitos. Like n- tell me a better fast food snack. I can't. I don't even think like the chicken fries from Burger King come close. Like taquitos are one of those things like I never buy, but then I get oh, them and I'm really? like, holy fuck! I, I because I don't really go into Seven Elevens, but no. almost every time I do, I'm like, you know what? What's one? They don't have Seven Eleven up here. It's not a thing, eh? No, but they do have like they'll have like a Max or something, and they and they have the same thing. So yeah, it's like a knockoff version of taqu- of taquitos. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, just as good. Um, <laughs> I feel like this next story or article could definitely take place in Fort Erie, um, and that's why I found it so relatable. A drunk driver shows up at a police station to pick up another drunk driver. Both get charged. <laughs> 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 this is a the Fort Erie special. Yeah. Like, this is something that would happen in Crystal Beach or just with, like, kids we went to school with because I feel like everybody's getting DUIs nowadays. Uh, and some people, too. Sip, sip that tea, bud. Oh, I'm not naming names, but somebody's <laughs> got two. 
<laughs> fuck. Yikes. Um, yeah, dude, I caramba, right? Uh, but uh, but I feel like if this came out in the Fort Erie times, like I wouldn't be surprised. This really. is Fort Erie's version of a Florida man. Yeah, it kind of is. I feel like every time the Niagara region comes out with the drunk drivers list, there's always like three people from Fort Erie. Like it's it's like a fucking Olympic event around here. Like people take this thing seriously, and I feel like they get caught while they're training for it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that I condone drunk driving. Uh, to be honest, I I don't think I've actually physically ever driven drunk. Um, now, all right, never mind. I'm not fucking <laughs> We're not gonna go down that path. Uh, allegedly, just <laughs> just pretend I said the word allegedly. Uh, <laughs> okay. Maybe next article. No, but for real, like what? So, Maz, you imagine like I I got a Dewey and I was drinking with you, and I'm like, oh, Maz will bail me out. (laughs) (laughs) So I call you and you're drunk enough to come get me. (laughs) I'm super. I just walk in, fucking stumbling. Well, I'm here to bail out. Go. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Who? Oh yeah, he's drunk too. (laughs) I show up with a six pack. You want one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and lastly, this is definitely how the newspaper article is going to read if I die, if it's not by a death of animal. Two Texas men die trying to jump car over a bridge. This is something every little boy has ever dreamed of since the thought of Grand Theft Auto has ever crossed their mind or need for speed. I have always wanted to do this, and I have a serious, I, I hope one day I get to. I hope I don't die, mind you, but I do hope I get to jump a car over a bridge. I feel like that's fucking incredible. Yeah, that's pretty stupid, though. You think so? Yeah. You think even if it's a little bridge? Yeah, it's dumb. You're not like Dukes of Hazard, man. It's going to kill you. Ooh, do you think that's the original? Like, uh, that's the original car jumping thing? I don't know. <clears throat> Probably. I would say maybe. But, like, I don't think they ever jumped like jumped a bridge, though. I think it was just, like, a big ramp, but... I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in a while. <clears throat> yeah. But maybe, that like, I think that's what everyone's going for, show. right? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, they made it into a movie and shit, too. Though, but... Oh, yeah, with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was hot garbage. Yeah, that movie was trash. Um, also, we're keeping this interview or this episode kind of short, and that's probably going to be the trend going forward just because we do have the interview with Jared coming on. And I think it was like 35, 40 minutes. So we don't want to keep you guys too, too long. Um, Maz, something you and I haven't even talked about, so like always, this is a great opportunity to talk about it. Um, I think the movie review is going to get shelved. Cool. So I think what we're going to do to combat that, because I know movies is your thing, we're going to add a little movie thing to every episode. It'll be like our sports. Do you know what I mean? Dope. So we'll always kind of talk about it. And then what I think we're going to do from now on is you're going to come up with the underrated overrated and I'm going to handle the ask Reddit on Thursdays. Sure. Sound good? Sure. So here's my last underrated overrated ever. Iced coffee. Um, I mean, it's great. Yeah, it's underrated. It's incredible. Yeah. It is my favorite summer drink. I yearn for them. You like that use of word? Yearn. Yeah, I like that too. I, I crave iced coffees. Have, man, have we done this one? No, I don't think so. I remember talking about how I like my iced coffee black. Yeah, me too. Fuck. We might have done this one. No, no, no. No, it's good. Iced coffee. 
Scoffy. Ice coffee. Uh, Amazing. Fire. We both love yeah. it. I'm hooked on iced. Oh, we've definitely done this one. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the way you spelled this next one. It kind of bothers me. Yeah, I put the a the H in yeah. where it shouldn't have been. Freshka. Huh? Yeah, I it's fucked fresca. up. Hey, dude, I don't know if you've ever complained about anything. I, I also said Ed Sherman instead of Ed Sheeran. If you well, read, well, we haven't we haven't gotten that far yet. I thought maybe there was going to be a guy named Ed Sherman. <laughs> no, going Ed around Sheeran, doing no. crimes or something in Florida. Um, fresca, underrated, overrated, amazing. It's fire. It's, it's an so incredible, no good. calorie drink. Like, dude, I used to have one almost every day in high school. I feel like the aspartame in it's fucking horrible for you, but hey, yeah. everyone's got a vice. Yeah, I'm not, over it. Yeah, that's why I had fucking mind-altering headaches every day. But Probably. But it was worth yeah. it. It was Could worth be. it. It was worth Could it, my be. guy. Um, here's a, here's one that I actually put a lot of thought into um, because I think it's something that I want to start doing, but I know I'm going to say that and never do it. But uh, photo albums, like physical hard copy photo yeah. albums. Yeah. Those are pretty cool. They're incredible. Yeah. And like we're the generation of lost photos, like, um, you know, with phones and not syncing them properly and all that shit. Um, so I really wish I had hard copies of most of them. Yeah. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of effort. My mom has like a 10 of them. Yeah. My mom filled. does. Like, their wedding has yeah. one. Our family trips are yeah. one. It's cool to like look at your friends when you were younger. Mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like i have like a bunch of pictures with like me and spenny when i was like seven i'm like really yeah oh yeah you and spenny like grew up together i've known him since i was four years old whoa 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 come on yeah yeah, yeah. we went to the same elementary school we were in ki- uh, kindergarten together what yeah. school st joe's st joe's yeah when did st. you Joseph move to st. Snyder, uh grade eight i was there for one oh, year no shit yeah yeah i was only there for one year Dude, I had no idea. I thought you were always at St. George's. No, no. I moved. Oh, wow. No, nah, I moved there for grade eight. That must have sucked. No, it was actually awesome. Because when I got into high school, I knew so many people because of. Yeah, because I guess like two schools that all empty out into Lakeshore. Well, and St. Joe, like everyone from St. Joe's went to St. Mike's. Like Spenny was the only one that went to, pretty much the only oh, one that went really? to Lakeshore. Yeah, yeah. Like. My my friend. You had an option. Or uh, that's where no, you were I didn't. No, I didn't have an option. But like, no, no, no. Your friends that went to St. Mike's, like that's where they were zoned. That's where they were zoned. Like just because, just the way like their where their houses were and like where my house was and stuff. It was we went to the, like we were both like <clears throat> in the same zone of the elementary school, but in different high schools. Like, like he was cl- my other friends like were closer to Niagara Falls, and um, I was closer to Port Colborne. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, here's a big one. Might be a little controversial, too. Rainbows. They're uh, fucking overrated. Yeah, I don't like Because every no. time somebody fucking posts a rainbow, or, like, they, every time somebody sees a rainbow, they fucking post about it. Yeah. I, like, I, it's like it, every time, it's like the first fucking snowfall of the year. Every time you get, like, a thousand tweets, like, oh, here it goes again. It's like, yeah, look, we get it. I have a window. I can look outside. It's I don't fine. think they're that nice looking either, honestly. And there's no pot of gold at the end of them, so yeah. why the fuck do I care? Yeah, what a marketing <laughs> scheme, man. Fuck. I was promised a pot of gold at the end fucking of the rainbow. Lucky Charms fucking killed that. Yeah. Um, and here's hammers, a- man. <clears throat> yeah, for real. Here's a big one. Snapchat. Underrated, overrated. Uh, overrated. Fuck it. You really? I love Snapchat. Fuck Snapchat, man. 
Shit. I'm just son. salty because I got ghosted. That's all. Yeah, and you've been striking out lately. Yeah, I've been, ta- I've been <laughs> man, I've been taking some hard L's lately. Something's got to come up. Someone's got something's got to look look up for me soon. Montreal, it'll oh. happen. Oh, I also hope it happens for you in Montreal, because I hope it happens for you and Spear in Montreal, because that means I get the room to myself. Yeah, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I cannot wait for that, dude. <laughs> You're just gonna sprawl out. Yes, naked. I'm gonna put the two beds together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, and, not, and there's gonna be no remorse. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't keep your hopes too high on that, though. You think you're gonna strike out? I'm, I don't. I have faith in you guys. No, no. There's see. like four of you guys that'll be on the prowl, and when I, I get, dude. When I get, for. man, when I get that, I got a Calvin Klein suit, man. Ready to go. When that comes on, it's game. Yeah. Over. It's game over. Dude, I'm not bringing my nice suit. My nice suits. I'm, I have to wear suits frequently for work, so like I have a few, but I'm not bringing my nice ones. I'm bringing. I'm bringing my nice one. I'm afraid that we're going to get drunk and stupid and I'm going to ruin them. Whatever. Who cares? Me. Because <laughs> yeah, I have but, to wear them for work. <laughs> yeah, but I don't wear them for work, so I don't care. Yeah, I guess. Um, I literally wear. I literally only have a suit for like an occasion like this. Just wait for my fucking outfits, though. They are planned and they there's are only, fire. But you're, there's only, you're only going to have like two nights. Two. There's only going to be two outfits. Not what? No. We're what going on Friday, Saturday. Yeah, there's a Friday daytime outfit, oh, a Friday nighttime outfit, oh, and then there's a Saturday day outfit and a Saturday night outfit. Oh, you're going to piss me off this trip, man. Why? Because I'm going to look fire? Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Because you're oh, I don't like it. Because what? You don't even Dude. understand. I'm bringing three pairs of shoes. So am I. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I have enough skincare and hair care products for all of us, so don't fucking worry. Yeah, so do I. Beauty. I have a skin routine. Have we talked about this on the pod? No, but so do I. I have a great... I exfoliate a lot, twice a day, and I moisturize every chance I can. I don't like moisturizing. You have to. It's a no, key. Dude, it's dude. a key to anti-aging. Nah, dude. It's like... I feel like it just clogs me up. No, no, no. It's good for you. Nah. Then you're using cheap shit. No, nah, I just use like a mud mask. How often? Once every three days. That's not bad. I'd be and, 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 and I exfoliate and fucking... Yeah, and I use Bior strips twice a week. Get those blackheads out. See, I don't get blackheads, so it doesn't matter. No, no. Yeah, I've I used to have big pores, but I've recently taken control of that. Anyway, okay, anyway, <laughs> so we're so fucking lame, dude. Yeah, I oh know. Everyone's gonna be like, "I'm turning this fucking shit off." <laughs> um, <laughs> movies. Marvel has now come out and said that they are done with the Avengers. The Avengers are officially shelved. I find this fucking hard to believe, seeing as the Avengers in three weeks has almost grossed $3 billion. Nah, dude, they're going to milk this cash cow. Give it a Absolutely. Couple. Give them a couple Absolutely. weeks. That's why Black Panther 2 is in the works, because it is going to be another not, monumental movie. Yeah, I'm oh, pretty sure it is. No. Yeah, they're writing a script. I'm pretty sure. <sighs> why? Why? I, I, don't, I wouldn't mind another Black Panther 2. I've seen four Iron Mans. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, I want you to remove your bias for a moment. Like, why wouldn't you? What do you mean? Like, well, uh, if you were Marvel, why wouldn't you? Oh, no, I would too, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, exactly. Dude, do you know how much money they're making? It's insane. Oodles. Hand over fist. It's insane. Um, here we go with good old Ed Sherman. Um, Ed Sherman is releasing a new album. Oh, you want to... I don't uh, like Ed Sheeran, man. Uh, I'm... I like his old shit. I'm not. I'm crazy. indifferent. I'm indifferent. This new album, he looks like fucking DJ Khaled because it's a collaborative album. 
So every song has like two or three people on it. Um, the two songs he has released so far is called Cross Me featuring Trance the Rapper and PNB Rock. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. PNB Rock, really? He's like a New York rapper and he also makes beats. Never heard of um, Also, the other song is I Don't Care with Justin Bieber, which I'm pretty sure is already released. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that song's already out. Um, and then the rest of them, he's released the tracks names, but not who who's on the album. Probably because they're having a hard time clearing clearing it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like getting yeah. everyone else's management team involved yeah, yeah. Uh, to do that. So I would assume that's why he hasn't put it out yet. Yeah. But I'm not interested in hearing this. I feel like people who are Ed Sheeran fans would listen for, like, just want to hear Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Like, why would you want to hear Ed Sheeran and Chance the Rapper? Yeah, I don't care for the this weird collab. I don't care. No, it's weird. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. How about everyone's... Uh, um, it's going to flop. Yeah. How about everyone's going nuts for that new Tyler the Creator album? Igor. Yeah. Gang, 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 gang. I haven't heard it Fire. at all. Is it good? Also, if I can make another recommendation, um, the new YG album is really, really good. I do like, like, y- I do like, like YG. It's, so It's probably... I, it's my pick for like Grammy Grammy winning album. That, if not, that good, eh? That yes. good. Wow, I I think the the y, the new YG album and Igor will be it will both be in contention for rap Grammy of the year. Do Do you know who uh, Anthony Fantano is? Sounds really or the familiar. the Needle Drop on YouTube. Yeah, is he's that a, the guy who rates mixtapes? Yeah, he rates music. Like he just yes. he's literally the biggest music nerd ever, and yeah, he's yeah, bald yeah. and he's got gl- thick glasses. Yeah, he's a little older too, right? Kind of, yeah, like thirty, like older than us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, like he gave Igor like a nine out of ten or something like that. Oh, yeah. Igor and the new YG album will. Both I haven't. Be- I haven't seen what he rated that one. Okay, well, I'm sure if you were to take a second and to Google it quick, you could find it. And I'm more than happy talking about the baby. Yo, actually, uh, I want to get into something quick. Okay, fire me up. So I want to take it back to current events a little bit because I thought this was funny and I saw this online. Okay. So like, go. Do you take baths ever? Uh. Maybe like once every two years. Well, I got a story for you, my friend. Okay. Florida <laughs> man like takes go. bath oh, 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 oh. in Wendy's kitchen sink. <laughs> oh, I'm so <laughs> glad you brought this up, dude. So many people DM this to me. And oh, I yeah. To put it in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So he was an employee there, was right? He? I don't know. I just have the. Fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got fired. Oh. He was an employee there and said, fuck it. And just made the soapy water and got in the sink. <laughs> and he got fired not for making it a bath but because it kind of went viral really eh? yeah which is kind of sad because yeah. i worked in a kitchen and we used to do fucked up shit like that all the time that's true dude i used to make the i didn't uh, no, no, i gotta watch how i word this i didn't used to make him we had this kid who would basically eat or drink anything so you know that like thing where if you like drink two banana or eat two bananas and drink like so many liters of Sprite, you like instantly barf. Yeah, yeah. You ever heard that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. So we obviously made this kid did it. He threw up everywhere. Um, like we used to make him eat like the spiciest shit we could find, or like have him drink clarified butter. Like this kid was just an absolute beauty. Um. So, like, this doesn't surprise me that stuff like this goes on in kitchens because it went on in the one I worked in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see it happening, too. Oh, yeah, dude. And especially, you imagine, like, me being the ringleader in charge of, like, all these Goombas in a kitchen. 
Yeah, you should be a manager, like a Wendy's or something. Nabob, dog, Nabob. That'd be like I'd the be worst. That place into the ground. Buddy, that'd be the worst, like, per- most least productive Wendy's in <laughs> <laughs> fucking history. <laughs> um, r- r- our favorite rapper, DaBaby, got into a fucking scrap in Louis V, dog. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> and he literally Instagram lived it or Instagrammed it. It was in mid fucking Instagram video. Was it him? This dude taking a swing at him, and then two minutes later, there was another video of him beating the shit out of this guy. Well, there's a little bit of a background story to this. Apparently, I had last let yeah. us in. Apparently, this guy Cold Heart Cam, Cam Cold Heart, that's his name. It was like in the baby's DMs for like a week and a half, just chirping him. Like, just literally just calling him, a, like, a bitch and stuff and, like, just, like, on his ass all day. And, like, I guess he was, like, kind of found out where he was because he's from North Carolina, too. And then just made an Instagram video and was like, yo, fight me and all this stuff. And then he just got dummied. Got his ass beat. Yeah. And then he tried to play it off like nothing happened, and that was not the case. No, he tried to play it off like he got jumped. He's like, oh, I got jumped. Look how good I look after I got that's, jumped. It's like That's not the case. The baby had one other guy with him. Yeah, and like we don't even know like if that guy even jumped in at all. or Correct. We have no idea. Yeah. But it looked like the baby beat the brakes off this guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he was all bloody nose and his pants were off for some I reason. Rec- I recommend the video if you guys like actually listen. Like I really recommend it's kind of violent a little bit, but Oh, it's definitely worth the watch though. Yeah. yeah. Also, sports. Uh we kind of talked on the Raptors. I've given my pick. Raptors and six. I really do think the Raps get it done against Golden State. So I'm not concerned about that. Um NHL playoffs. We I don't think we've made our picks, have we? I haven't. Okay, I'm taking Boston and six. Okay. I think the Boston Boston's going to beat the brakes off the Blues. I, th- I think they're the way better team. They're more poised for this. Um, and as much as it pains me to say, another Boston team's going to fucking win a championship. Uh-huh. It's in, it, what Boston has done is incredible. I don't know. Like Toronto needs to fucking take a course and figure it out, or like go study Boston, because <laughs> what they've done in all their sports organizations is fucking incredible. I agree. No, I think uh, Boston will win too. What do you got them in? Uh, I think they'll like. I think they'll kill him. Like five? Are you getting risky? Uh, yeah. All right, Boston and five. Boston five, Golden State five. Uh, wow, bold. Is it? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Maz, did you see that clip I sent you about the soccer ref who scored the goal? No, I actually didn't see that. Okay, I sent you a little clip. I think it, it it's not in like a premier soccer league like it's it, some it, like yeah third league or division. yeah like in Germany yeah yeah and this a, a player passed the ball in front of the net as the ref was running in to I don't know make a call or some shit and the ref accidentally ended up kicking the ball because it bounced off a player and came to the ref as he was running that's kind of funny so he ended up actually kicking the ball and the ball went in the net and they ruled it a goal and it stayed uh huh. Is that is that legit? Yeah, because I mean, when you're playing soccer, like at least in my experience, like if you say you like go to like try to pass it to somebody, and yep. like say you ch- like try to chip it and it hits the ref like in the back or something, and then it falls flat, the play just keeps going. Like, oh, the, like the okay. ref won't blow the whistle for that. Like, well, the ref awarded a goal, so I wonder if he gets credit on the score sheet. <laughs> probably, it'll, it'll you know probably what I mean? be like own goal or something, or like unaccredited own goal or whatever. Yeah, for real. For real. 
Um, an RIP Bart Starr, NFL legend, Packers legend. He won the first two. Um, I think he was the first MVP of the Super Bowl era. And he also won the first two Super Bowls as a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Um, he, he was eight, 85. So he lived a full life, especially in a sport filled with fucking CTE and brain injury. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, so congratulations, or I guess it's not congratulations, he died, fuck. But it's definitely... I know what you meant. Yeah, it's definitely like, you know, it should be a life that should be celebrated, is what I'm trying to say. Agreed. Um, Also, um, we're going to try to... Go ahead. I was watching a documentary yesterday about uh, The Price is Right. You should see what Bob Barker looks like now, man. Does he he look bad? Oh, my God. Okay, so granted, he's 95. But he, oh. but he literally looks like a goblin. Does he? Yeah. Oh no. So he's next, eh? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he's on his way out. He's ninety five. Be honest, I thought he was already dead. Did you? I don't really he's, did. He's as close as you can get. <laughs> <laughs> he's on death's doorstep, dude. Right? He, he's knocking to get in. Oh, buddy. He looks like a goblin, dude. Oh man, I'm fucking dying. Yeah. Um. Also, we're going to work on a way to segue into these interviews better so it just doesn't seem like one second I'm talking with Maz and one second I'm talking with somebody else. But um, How are we going to do that? I don't know. I got an idea. We'll talk off air. All I don't right, want to yeah. give everything away. All right. Um, I love how we do like a lot of our fucking shit that we talk about like just yep. on air. We don't even care. Absolutely. We're letting everybody know what's going on. <laughs> we're we're uh, so transparent. Absolutely. You can see right through us, literally. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's all we got. Enjoy my fucking interview with Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Jesus. He's going to listen to this one too. Jared Maidens. Jared Maidens, um, man. It, it really is an incredible interview. Um, his story is incredible in itself. Um, and his outlook and how he firmly believes in his faith was really, really incredible. Very talented uh, person too. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like yes. only so many people can make it to the NHL, right? Like, Sure. And he really, I don't want to ruin the interview, but he really made it off of um, his name, kind of, because he had an injury. Yeah. But his draft year. So anyways, I don't want to ruin any more of the interview. It's a, it's a real incredible story. He's a real incredible guy. Um, him and I are going to go golfing at some point this summer and shoot the breeze. But um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Have a great Monday because now we do episodes Monday, Thursday. So have a great Monday and uh, we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Hey everyone, Maz here. Hope you enjoyed the show. Here's a special podcast with Goat interview. Uh, welcome to uh, the latest interview of a podcast with Goat. Um, Mazlin's not going to join me again on this one. He's not feeling well, um, but that's okay because I'm super excited. Um, we're, we're interviewing someone I've known for a long time. Um, a bit of a living legend in the Fort Erie Ridgeway area. And uh, I want to introduce Jared Maidens. Jared. Hey, buddy. Thanks for having me. What's going on, dude? Not much. Not much. Just enjoying this weather, getting a little nicer. And uh, yeah, let's get rid of that rain. You've been swinging the golf clubs or what? A couple times and it felt great. Dude, I haven't been out yet and I am jonesing. You gotta. You I gotta know. go. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll play around. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to go out Sunday. I, there's some beautiful course out in Pelham. So a buddy and I are trying to book a little tea time at, for a little afternoon golf. That's going to be your first one? First one of the season. Uh, so, a little rusty. I know. I'm, I think I'm going to try to sneak off to the driving range tonight. <laughs> not, a, not a bad idea. No, yeah. no, and warm up a little. Yeah. Um, 
so man, you have had quite the hockey career. Um, you, I, I, like, you were pretty young, and you were kind of picked to be um, an incredible hockey player, and I think almost groomed to go to the NHL. Do you kind of agree with that? Yeah, I was definitely on the, the right track to get there. Um, yeah, early on, uh, born into a pretty uh, big hockey family. Um, so, you know, two, three years old, you're already booting around the ice with the skates on. But, um, yeah, from there, just loved the game and, and kept with it and slowly realized that I had, you know, a gift and talent um, for the game. So we did everything we could to, to pursue it and, uh, you know, just to see where it would take me. So, yeah, definitely was a big, big part of my life. And, and passion, too. I mean, like growing up, you, you knew all the guys who were playing hockey. Like we kind of grew up in a bit of a, a hockey community in a sense. Um, and uh, like your names was always one of those reoccurring names of of people and players that were incredible to watch and that um, really were passionate about the game as well. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. The hockey world's a small world, right? So when you're, it's nice when you're in there, you get to know a bunch of the, the guys and whatnot. But um, yeah, it definitely had me all over the place in different areas. So um, that was awesome that way too. Got to meet some amazing people and um, really just yeah, just get out there and. And enjoy my time and um, you know all the opportunities abroad. So now I, you kind of just touched on it, and that's perfect because I want to talk about all the different places. So you you played AAA, I think, in the falls, right? Yeah. And so, then uh, and then what happened? Can you kind of take us maybe up until like the Hamilton, like until you were in Hamilton? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I grew up playing in the falls. Um, around I think around ten or eleven, I actually I went up a year, so I played um, one or two years. Uh, one year up in Niagara Falls. Oh, okay. That was, cool. that was a cool experience. So I got to meet some of the guys that were older and try to adapt to that level of, of play. Obviously, that one year is a big, big difference. Um, sure. Just young guy. Um, and then at around 12, 13, I went to the GTHL and made the move there. Um, so it was with the, the Mississauga Reps and then the Toronto Nationals. Okay. And, um, that was a huge – that was probably one of the biggest steps for me when I was in my young playing career. Um, cause you're at 13 years old, not many kids really, you know, think about even moving away. And, um, it wasn't like a full-time move away, but it was, you know, I'm basically, I was building with another family up there. Oh, okay. So the first step was like, okay, do I want this or not? Is it something that I want to pursue and, you know, try to make it a career? So I did do that and it was tough at first, but, um, I loved it. I, it was, it was an unreal experience to be up there in Toronto, going to the rank, you see shake Don Cherry's hand before a game at, you know, Westwood or Chestwood. Yeah, that's six. pretty small. Um, yeah, it was really neat. And then, so I did that for two, two years and then came back home. We thought, you know what, you're going to get drafted. Why don't you come back home and be with the family more? And so that's when I went to Hamilton for minor midget. It was kind of like the one last year before I would fully go off and, you know, go to junior. So, and that was another amazing year with the team. We had a pretty successful year. Um, part of the, um, you know, whatever the OMHA or uh, SCTA. Yeah. And you lit it up. Not yeah, I mean, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a big year, and I knew it was a big year for the draft coming up. But uh, definitely had a lot of great players around me too. I think like seven or eight guys got drafted from that team, which is pretty amazing. Um, you know, it's a big number for guys going to the OHL draft. So, um, yeah, yeah, it was sweet. another great experience. And I have your stats, so I'm going to pump your tires real hard. <laughs> um, you scored 63 goals with 41 assists in 57 games. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Um, so something that you, you just talked about, and I want to maybe ask a little bit more about, how is billeting with a family? 
Like, is it weird to just join somebody's house and family dynamic and kind of live there? It, I guess in, in ways, like for certain people it might be a bit different, but I think just the way I was like bred and raised, how like, you know, you know what it's like when you play sports yeah, and you constantly meet new people and you're like thrown in that, that room with a bunch of new random guys. And so for me, it was kind of just like, ah, it is what it is. Like I, I was kind of used to it. I, I kind of, is exciting in ways. There is that part where it's like, you're trying to adapt to, you know, a new family environment or whoever, however they do stuff. So, um, that can maybe be weird for a bit, but um all my experiences were pretty good and for the most part i had a guy with me so it was never like just myself um so i always had a teammate which which made it a lot better um but yeah there can be those weird parts right um but you're just getting used to the people but i i love doing that stuff and hockey's taking me around so many places like we were saying and um that's one of the things i loved about it and just meeting people and and all that so um yeah you get used to it um now you have a very devout relationship with god and it's something that you've focused on and you've, um, like I, your whole family, you were, you were raised that way. Living with a billet, did that, did it ever affect anything? Like, were you still able to go to services and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. So, um, my, like we were still kind of new to it. So I wasn't actually like, I'm not trying to sound like, I'm you know, correcting anyway. I, like we, I wasn't raised in, um, a Christian family. So they didn't start going to church. My parents, like they were 35. Oh, really? So I would, yeah. I would have been around like 10. Oh, so wow. it was, yeah. So it was still kind of, uh, it was actually a guy on my team when we were playing minor hockey in the falls. His dad was a pastor and, uh, he invited us out. And from there we just, we loved it and it sparked a, you know, a flame to just keep growing. So, um, it was, yeah, it was kind of newer and growing. So we were learning together as we were going. So at that point when I was 13 to 16 like it wasn't like we had that like firm strong foundation we were growing but i think that maybe made the transition uh, a bit a bit easier type thing to to get used to i don't know being in a new new area if that makes sense but um it's definitely yeah they were were worried because they were when they were starting to to grow in their faith they were you know just wanted to make sure i was okay and safe and so they really wanted to check out you know where where i was going what was the situation would i be encouraged and you know uh support in the right ways um, so just, just things like that. Yeah. And, um, everything's been, was awesome for, you know, in Toronto when I was at 13 and when I went off at 16 to Owen Sound, I was really blessed with amazing, amazing people and support. So thankful for that. Yeah. It makes it easier. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk about Owen Sound. Um, you moved there as a 16 year old kid. Um, you went fourth overall in the, in the OHL draft that year. Um, so very highly regarded. Um, and I would assume that they expected you to step into that lineup right away and make an impact. Yeah, they, um, well, drafting me that high, I'm sure they, like, you know, myself as well, and them had pretty high standards and you expected a lot. Um, so just trying to, you know, make sure that you don't let the pressure take over too much, but going in there and, um, it's definitely tough at first, right? You're, you're used to being like, you know, the big go-to guy when you're playing minor hockey and then you step in there and, you got a bunch of guys drafted the NHL um, already and, you know, trying to find your spot. So I actually remember I went as a, a centerman. That was my whole, you know, my whole life played center. Mm-hmm. And the team was so strong that, you know, at one point in the camp or it was like, uh, hey, we want to put you, uh, we want to put you wing. So um, kind of humbling, uh, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, you know what? I can't, you know, fill those center spots in the, the one, two lines. Um, I can go wing and jump, you know, second, third line. So just things like that and adapting, adapting to it, a whole new position. Right. So, um, that was something I had to learn, but, um, Mark Reeves that year, uh, was, was awesome for developing us and, you know, had my opportunities sometimes. Again, it was tough. We won that year. We won the, 
the championship, right? So it's such a good team. And, and just sometimes I get like maybe three shifts in a period. And I remember just sitting there like, ah, oh, this is, this is tough. Like, you know, but just trying to stay positive. And, um, yeah, I know you'll probably get, t- get talking to it a bit more after. Oh we, dude, we're getting but, into the championship. So don't I don't want to like, don't I don't want to jump ahead. Don't you worry. Um, <laughs> What I do want to like, it was kind of an up and down year for you, honestly, right? Um, yeah. You mean you had that hip injury, and yeah. I think you only played around forty-seven games. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's uh, the exact number. Awesome. Okay, yeah. good. I'm doing my homework. I'm trying to yeah, become a journalist here, but I'm struggling. <laughs> um, so, so like you said, you you were you maybe weren't getting the ice time that you were used to, um, but I mean, you still in those 47 games, you still managed to, uh, to find 10 tucks and, uh, 11 apples. So that's, that's pretty good for making that jump up to such a big competition level. Um, but then it seemed like it all kind of turned on and, and flipped in playoffs. Mm -hmm. Do do you think you rise, you, you would rise to the occasion in bigger games or, or how come, um, playoffs were such a jump? Um, yeah, sorry, one sec, someone's walking in. Nah, no problem, dude, yeah, no problem. My mom walking in the office and really talking. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny. I remember, um, I had that, that hip, the injury that I was out for like almost a good two months, um, which was tough. That was like my first big injury. So dealing with that, it's another mental kind of block. And yeah, of course. Um, but I watched so much hockey when I was out with that, like in the stands, like actually like visually seeing it and studying the patterns. I think that that helped me a lot which is, you know, kind of weird because it's different than when you're just on a bench or you're just, you know, doing your shifts but actually watching it. So yeah. I came back and I remember the coach, you know, seeing a bit of difference in me and he's like, what the heck happened to you? Like, so I think that was a big part of, you know, just just seeing it and, and adapting from that point of view and then going back and, you know, just believing in myself more and be like, you know what, you, you can do this. Like, you know, it's not as big as a step up as you maybe thought early on. So, and then um, like anything, right, you get used to it and you, uh, you know, you're practicing every day and you're just, you get more comfortable and, you know, coach maybe trusts you a bit more in situations. So when you stop doubting yourself in little areas, um, but again, like coach uh, Mark Reeds, unfortunately, he's not here anymore. Um, you know, when he was with the senators, he passed away there, I think right. after two years with them, but um, he had such a huge part of that, like just the most detailed guy I've ever played under, like, you know, where your stick should be body position you know, when to engage, whatnot. So um, he helped me a ton. Yeah. And I mean, that playoff series, you actually f- um, finished plus seven. So you, the boys were buzzing when you were on the ice. Uh, it, yeah. It helped that I had two, uh, two overagers on my line. So that was pretty sweet. I'm the 16 year old playing with two 20, 21 year old guys. So um, it was cool. Yeah. They're you know, very like, you know, sound players and, you know, made sure they got back. So it, you know, forced me to be better defensively, which is yeah. something I kind of lacked on early in my, uh, young career well we got a hey and you were uh you were no pushover a little 13 minutes pen, uh penalty <laughs> minutes during those playoff series wow 13 eh yeah uh, <laughs> a, little, a little embarrassing but i never i never took bad penalties that's what it is eh? no no there tripping. it is no no um yeah um yeah no i tried to um that's one area i probably could have got a little bit a little bit better with was uh engaging more you know, physically, but I think part of me was just so focused on, I got so focused on the, the points and trying to, to score and get assists that I guess I didn't really get in, get into it enough that way. But yeah, those are little numbers. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Memorial Cup, let's talk about it. So you guys are fortunate enough to go there. Um, was the tournament, did it seem like a blur? Because I mean, it is over kind of quick. Mm-hmm. Really quick. 
Yeah. So, so, I mean, like, were you trying to take it all in as much as you could? Or or was it just like a very focused mentality and no, we're here to work and we can we can celebrate and think about all this after? Yeah, I you know, I always say to people, I'm like, I wish I took it in more. Um, now that I think back on it, like just the opportunity to see the guys now playing and it's like, man, like I wish I just looked around during warmups and just saw like all the people. I think for me, which um, people didn't really know is when I had my uh, hip hip problem, I went back and I actually got smashed again in the same spot. So for the rest of the season, I played with kind of a, my groin was a little messed and I was getting pain with it, but I just played through it. So for me, I was at the point of like, man, I just want to rest my, my body. And I was, you know, worried about that side of stuff where I didn't right. really as well get to appreciate that moment because I was dealing with uh, some of the pain. Um, but man, yeah, what an opportunity. And you remember, I remember just hearing some names that were like, you know, they were watching. It was in Mississauga at that that time and um everything about it yeah i just i regret i wish i just took it and just soaked it in more but it was a cool that was a cool moment that was it was sweet and we were yeah so close to making it to the finals right we played uh st john's um you know in the round robin but whoever won that that game got a bye to the finals i think it was right so Liberto buried in overtime and um they went to the finals and just like that we you know we found her you know a bit tougher to to get to the the semifinals or finals yeah but you made it <laughs> yeah we got we got there we were missing some big guys um you know obviously i think hishin i forget what game that was against uh was it kootenay or i don't know one of them he got hit pretty hard that's when he started experiencing some of his uh concussion stuff joey hishin there yeah and then i think wilson garrett wilson our captain was out at one point so that made it really tough having their two top guys gone so when you scored the big goal do you like was it a blur yeah, um, in in ways, it just it actually went it went really slow. Like I know people talk about when those moments happen, it's like it was just like time slowed down, and it it truly did. Like I remember it was a ter- it was a terrible, terrible goal. It's, <laughs> let's be honest, it was the right the right moment and huge like you know opportunity at that time to get it. But I remember just whacking at the puck, and it was just like so slow, just trickling to the towards the post, the left post, and the goalie trying to bring his pad over and slide across, but literally like. His pad can get to the post. There's just a small little like gap, almost as like when you see people, you know, in the intermissions trying to do that, shoot the puck through. Like, the yeah, hole. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was literally yeah. like it looked like that. I remember I was like, "How the heck is that getting through?" And it just slid in past, and I just threw my hand, threw my hands up. I was a terrible uh, celebrator. I was just like the. <laughs> I throw the hands up, and then I saw one of the buddies come in and tackle me, and everyone's run on the ice. And I remember one guy tackled me so hard, he hit my one contact out. Like it actually fell out. <laughs> The rest of the ceremonies, I'm just I'm half blind. Like, I can't to see. But it was it was uh, yeah so surreal. And um, once in a while, you see the video, and it's just like you get you get emotional watching. It was pretty cool. Well, yeah, like I I would definitely think and assume that. I mean, um, that's such a massive moment, and it's I I mean it'll never be forgotten. That 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 team in Owen Sound in 2012 2011, um, like they'll always hold a spot in hockey history, and that's incredible that you were able to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. It truly is, yeah. For the for a small town like that, like loves their hockey, and to be part of that big, uh, you know, moment in history, I agree. Yeah. yeah. So Owen Sound does love their hockey. So when you walk around Owen Sound, because I'm sure you've been back since, do you feel a little bit like a hero? Uh, it's nice, like you said. It's such a small, such a small town where you know they know their players, right? So um, you do walk around and people kind of recognize you, which is pretty awesome. It's uh, a, a cool feeling, right? When you're you're just you know 16, you know, to 20 years old. Uh, but yeah, they they love they go nuts for their hockey, and 
remember when I first got drafted there, you hear, oh, it's like one of the smaller towns in, you know, CHL. But once you start going there, like, it feels massive once you're playing in the rink and you see everyone cheering and filling the barn. Um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely – it's it's real. like they know they know you if you're walking around. I remember, I remember the one time me and my roommate we were doing donuts in the parking lot during the winter time, and uh, <laughs> the next morning someone found out. I was like, why were you guys doing donuts in the parking lot? And uh, it's just like stuff like that. Just, you know, I don't know. People somehow, I don't know. You couldn't, you couldn't get up. away from it, eh? Couldn't get away from nothing, no. Um, so then you get invited to the U17 World Hockey Challenge, but you kind of, you, you pulled out because of your hip. Is that right? Yeah, so that was the big, one of the big first disappointments with injuries was that one. Um, getting asked to play on the team for U17. And um, that was tough, yeah. So I had my hip flexor injury there that I tore and didn't get to participate. Um, so do you think you just said it that was a massive moment in your hockey career where you had to finally miss something that was going on did mm-hmm. you find yourself turning to your faith because now you're you're what 17 yep you're yep. 17 so you've you know you've been um growing as a christian since you were about 10 or so so did you mm-hmm. really rely on your faith at that point i think that's when it started to spark for me um my parents they when they got into it, i think they're obviously a bit more mature so they they really latched onto it and understood it. Um, for me growing up, it was like, oh, yeah, God's there, but, you know, I'm going to do my thing and, and go to him when I kind of need him. But um, at that moment, I was dealing with some stuff mentally and not playing. And, you know, you go to school, go to your room, and you're not playing games. So um, missing that opportunity. So I was definitely feeling down in, um, you know, in ways mentally. But I remember my mom sent me off with, with a little Bible there. And I always kept it on my nightstand and never, <laughs> never opened it. But I remember, you know, I was going through that time, and I was like, you know what? you know, I need something to lift me up. Like, you know, maybe I should look into this more and just started reading and started in the new Testament. And my dad told me to start there a bit, a bit easier of a read. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, started reading the life of Jesus and, and everything I talked about and just grew a love for it more. I was like, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to claim to be this, then, you know, I better actually read into it and, you know, try to understand it more and, you know, let God, you know, have more control over my life. So it was awesome. That's where, yeah, that's where it really stemmed, uh, you know, with, with the prayer and, and making it a part of my life, which is uh, awesome. Yeah. That is that's incredible that you found such um, relief, relief from that. Um, so you were there was probably a lot of hype around you going into the next season. Like I'm sure the team was excited, fans were excited, um, and I mean I'm sure they were relying on you after seeing this incredible playoff performance. Um, and then you start out incredible, 28 games, 12 goals, 11 assists. Um, now, I mean, only four penalty minutes, but hey, you were, uh, <laughs> you were, uh, you were a finesse yeah. player. To, um, and then, and then the hit happens and you get this concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you, what was your immediate thought? Um, yeah. So I'll kind of run you through here. I'm, we're playing Barry and Owen Sound and, um, me and this guy are going, you know, back and forth at it. Finally, he's chance to kind of try and run me from across the ice. But as I'm, like, turning the cut hard, I lose an edge. So he's like, oh, crap, like, I better try and avoid this guy. So he jumps over me, and his knee smashes in the top of my head. So it was, like, kind of like a – it was a really weird hit. It was just a compression, hard impact. Got off the ice, felt the top of my head. It was, like, a goose egg. And um, I said, oh, whatever. So I went back on the ice, and immediately, like, after, you know, 10 seconds, I turned around and went off to the bench. I felt, like, weird. I ended up puking. Oh, um, man. and then I'm like, okay, you know what? I just, you know, my stomach's a bit off, not feeling well. So I just played the rest of the game. out. That was probably like the fourth shift into the game. And, um, so I played the rest of the game kind of like, it was weird. It was almost like, I just couldn't process things as quick as happening really quick, but I was like, ah, 
whatever. Just felt a little off. Delayed yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just a little off, but no headaches or nothing like crazy like that. And then the next morning I woke up and it was like, boom, like I got hit by it by a truck and trying to walk around school. I had class and then just dizzy in the hallway trying to watch, you know, the TV and I couldn't focus. And then oddly enough, one of my buddies had a presentation in our kinesiology class on concussions. Um, <laughs> so this was like three days after it. And he starts like listing off all the stuff like this is concussions, this, this. And I'm like checking them all off as you go. And I'm like, okay, something else is up here. And um, I clued in that, okay, there's more than just a flu. And, um, it felt like, yeah, it honestly felt like a flu times a hundred. Okay. Like, so what's the yeah. next step? Do you go, do you go to someone on the team and say, Hey, this is what's going on. Or do you go just to like the doctor or the hospital? Yeah. So during the game, they did their basic stuff, like with the flashlight and finger, but it was still early on before like the big, you know, I think Crosby and all that, or, or did Car- no Crosby was kind of going through it at that point, I think. Yeah. I think, yes. it was, yeah, I yeah think so it was still new in the research. So um, we didn't see any huge, huge signs until, like I said, it started, you know, lasting, you know, longer than I wanted after a week and a bit, we started doing the baseline testing and, um, that was more cognitive, uh, reaction time on the computer with like little, uh, mental games. And we found out my test was a little, a little lower than normal. So we're like, okay, you know, something's going on here. I ended up going to see a neurologist in Hamilton at McMaster. Um, he just, just assessed me however he does his stuff. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I think you should relax. You shouldn't be traveling on the road with the team, um, you know, doing stats in the stands like for how many because I was doing like how many shots we had. I was keeping track of that. Right. Just you so they can keep you around and stay around the boys. And Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he's like, I don't think that's good for you right now. So I shut it down. And um, another uh, top way you dealing with concussions and, you know, hockey players, all I said, just kind of relax until everything goes away. Um but now looking back on it, I feel like that was kind of hindered me a bit because you see the research now. It's like as soon as you get one, yeah, go in a dark room. But after like 48 hours, they want you to slowly kind of like try to push the threshold a little bit, get up, right. walk, and just try. Where I was like doing nothing for a full year. Wow. Uh, which was tough. Yeah. Like didn't even get my heart rate up above 100 probably. Wow. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Just waiting, trying to figure out uh, when, when it was going to get better. And um, yeah, it so- was like. No, go ahead. No, yeah, of course. Sorry, I cut you off there. No, no, no. Was 2012 the year you went to the Combine? Yeah, so that's another thing. I was supposed to go to that, um, and I, I couldn't do that. And before that, I think it was before that, I had the opportunity. I was asked to play in the Cherry Or game oh, okay. for the top prospects. And a guy came, I remember, in the rink um, and just said, sat down with me. He's like, you know, what's going on here? Like, are you going to be playing in it or not? And um, that was another huge, uh, you know, opportunity that i had to miss out on which sucked i was like no i I honestly i can't get feeling better i'm not gonna be able to do it so you know how like how sweet those games are right with the yeah in in or yeah that'd be incredible to play yeah and it's kind of a a bummer you missed it for sure um so okay so you missed the combine you missed the cherry or game and then you get drafted yeah Right, yeah. like yeah. Ottawa takes you. I'm pretty sure it was 82nd overall in the third round. Um, how many teams had you been talking to, and like what was the conversation? Were they all worried about the concussions? Oh, definitely. I, you know, for sure, in the back of their mind, they're they're wondering. I trying to see assess where I'm at. So I didn't get to do the combine, but I still went and uh, participated. Where you go to the hotel in Toronto, oh, okay. and they have all the um, uh, top prospects go around to the the rooms, and every team's there. So um, I think I had around, I think, 19 or 20 interviews with, uh, with NHL teams. So the whole day, I'm just, you know, walking around room to room, nervous as a heck, just like 
you know, what am I going to, you know, how do I respond to these questions? Because I was in a really weird situation. It wasn't just, you know, talking about my performance, but it was a, a health issue. Right. Um, so I just try to be as honest as possible. And I didn't, you know, want to try to lie about stuff. And it's just like, you know, this is where I'm at. Um, I'm positive. I'm, I'm going to get better. I got the right people around me. I'm going to do what I can. And um, that's really all I could say. They just assessed me from a person standpoint and um, went from there. But I was very unsure, yeah, of where, if I was even going to get drafted. My agent said, go to the draft, but, you know, don't expect to, to be drafted because you might have that disappointment. Just go in there and appreciate the moment and, right. and the time there. So that's kind of my mindset going into to Pittsburgh there. Um, so then you get drafted. So it must have been quite the surprise. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was uh, – I know they told me to, to not really expect anything, but you're still you're still hoping for something. Ah, absolutely, right? <laughs> and that's the way you got to go into stuff and you know have you know high expectations. And um, but I had a feeling it was going to be kind of around that that third that third round. I thought because um, they had me going first, and obviously I got pushed back with the injury. But I'm like, right. I could see myself maybe going you know three or four. I'm hoping that someone would take a chance on me. And then um, yeah, it was special when Ottawa did that. And I think Mark Reed, my old coach, had a big big part of that because like I said he was my coach my first year and then he right. went to the Sens um as assistant coach so he got to see me play day in and day out who I was as a person so I'm sure he put in a good word with that stuff but I got a ton of family from that way too so as soon as I called my name I instantly thought about that and I was like oh this is this is pretty sweet because I was used to being in Ottawa you know every year seeing them so yeah and now like as much as you're moving away from your immediate family it's not like family was far you were gonna you're gonna go yeah. to a place where family would be and um yeah that that was probably very you're probably very fortunate for that when it happened yeah it seemed like stuff was lining up um so so where between the draft and like everything else like when did you realize that it probably wasn't gonna happen um, I think, well, yeah, it was just such a weird process, right? Because it's like, you don't know when a concussion is, some guys are healed two days later. Um, you know, some guys a week. So it was always like that being hopeful and like staying positive. Like, oh, okay, I'll be back in a week. I'll be back in two weeks. Just kept dragging on, which made it a bit easier in ways to, you know, to have that hope through the whole way. Um, but I think my second, my, you know, what was it? 2013 or a couple years after the, the hit, I went back to Owen Sounds camp. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and push this thing. Uh, I was really wrestling with a lot. I wasn't feeling great. I still having headaches, but I'm like, I'm going to push this thing and try to go to camp and, and see what happens. And I didn't really tell them, you know, that I was feeling certain ways. But after two days in, I was like getting headaches for, I remember one, one day I had it for like eight hours straight, nine hours. Oh, um, and it, Cause you're on the ice twice, right? You're playing two games, you're practice, you're in the gym yeah. doing testing. And I was, it was just killing me. It was pounding. And I finally just went to see the GM with my dad and um that was probably the hardest day right there is telling the gm like i can't do this tell my parents like i'm struggling i can't do this and you know that's probably definitely the most emotional day for me called the agents told the agent um so that was kind of like the big moment for me where i was like i went home and i just laid on the couch i remember just having a darkness kind of come over me i was like you know what the heck you just dedicate your whole life like you're nothing now like you're not going to have the game what are you going to do so that was kind of the big that that hit me big that that point Okay, yeah. so who sits down with you when you decide all that? Like you must, you must have been like it must have been a conversation. I would assume you had with your family first. Yeah, um, and I mean, there, you must have really fallen back on your religion again. Mm-hmm. That's where you know really, you really get tested with it, and you really see it um, come out. Like I said, um, doc- some doctors would be like, "Yeah, you know, you're okay. Like, you know, you're just experiencing this." And other ones would be like, "Oh no, like that's a big issue." So it came down to basically. 
what you felt you as your best, you know, doctor and just praying on things and just feeling where, you know, led and, and I just didn't feel right. And, um, yeah, I re- it was really time to like rely on my faith and, you know, just really remind myself of, you know, those words of, of life that I, you know, I kept reading about in the Bible that, you know, I didn't want to speak words of like negativity or death over myself, but, you know, just remembering I still had a life. So I got to train. The no, I like it. It's um, given this, it's given it a little character. Yeah. I'm gonna shut but yeah, just that was that was the huge point, right? And just lying. So you know what? I know the plans you have for my life, and I'm gonna trust that. And even though it was really tough at that point, right? You, you're young. You don't understand why at the moment. It's hard to see the big picture. And um, you know, things have, have been awesome now. But it's been, it was definitely a process. It was really tough. Like I said, laying on that couch that day, just feeling sick in my stomach, and just like, what the heck am I gonna do? I'm just. I was always identified as the hockey guy, right? Right. And that's who people knew me as. That's who I thought people liked me as. Just you know, the hockey guy. So. Um, had to overcome a lot of that stuff. Um, well, you're still the hockey guy, and we'll get we'll get back, <laughs> we'll get back into that. Um, at any point, like you said, that darkness came over you, and you were, you were you know you had told everybody, and it was a it was a horrible day. Was any of that maybe concern about like CTE going forward? Like it's something that we always hear about in sports now. We always hear about brain injury and CTE. And, and, and a brain injury basically took you out of the sport. So was there any worry about that going forward? Like you were still having headaches at this point. Yeah. At that point, like you, you hear the, the CT word now, right. And how big it is in, in research and in the sports world. So, um, at that time it was still, they weren't, it wasn't out huge yet, but, um, yeah, as you start hearing about that stuff and, you know, you having injuries that, you know, or the headaches that are still kind of hanging around, you, you get worried, uh, definitely. And I remember just, you know, being frustrated and confused after years of still having them and, you know, feeling like my quality of life wasn't where it should be. And it, it was pretty awful. Like it, it was tough. And, um, now that I've come out of it and, you know, I've actually, out of all the stuff, I've tried so much stuff and out of all the, the things, surprisingly, I've been doing, um, Botox for the past year, Oh, really? every three months. Yeah. And the head and the neck and like traps is like not, obviously you're not throwing it like for the, just the cosmetic stuff, but right. they'll do or had all the areas where you can get the patterns of like headache referral, and surprisingly, yeah. So that that's been that's been a, a huge help, which has been a nice relief. But and yeah, it's keeping you looking young. There you go, right? The wrinkles out of the, uh, the forehead, <laughs> but uh, I just can't make the the mean look, right? With, uh, yeah. you know, like, but I wasn't mean anyway, right? Four yeah. minutes of penalty. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, but it, it's scary, right? I feel for these guys. And did you watch that video with uh, Carcillo? Did you ever see that? No, released. I haven't. Dan Carcillo released a video about everything he was going through, right? Trying to say how it's pretty serious that what he dealt with playing in the NHL and sure. all the concussions he sustained. And um, oddly enough, actually, the guy he was dealing with there in, in Texas, uh, Dr. Carrick and Antonucci was the same guys I went to see oh, wow. at one point. Um, yeah, I went to Dallas and jumped in a weird chair. I don't know if you ever saw Crosby where he spun around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that thing, I did that. Um, no wasn't cheap, but... After five days, you know what it actually, because it's a vestibular thing and like inner ear balance and it actually took away my nauseousness and dizziness, which was crazy. Really? Yeah. But I still had, the headaches was the only thing, but I think that, that stuck around. I think it was more of like a muscle, muscle nerve thing, maybe with the headaches. Right. So it wasn't but yeah. necessarily actual brain injury, more of just like a muscle thing. Yeah. So there comes a point where it's like, what's what, but I, I wouldn't even be able to get back anyway to, to playing because I try to push it when I'd go on the ice with people and I'd have a, a bad, bad headache and stuff. So Yeah. Uh, but it's been better, better now. Okay, so we you kind of mentioned. I was going to ask you, do you do you regret anything? But it's obvious that you don't. Um, 
did mm-hmm. did your religious beliefs ever like interfere with hockey or do you think it propelled you and me and like kind of went hand in hand yeah i'm well now at this point now after that I'm, I'm not playing i've been able to help out with it's called hmi so hockey ministries international so they actually provide chapels and to the like the nhl ahl junior so it's been cool to really to to get back in that way to be a part of it and just to, to be in the hockey world from a ministry side point but i remember them saying like when they first brought this into the NHL and stuff like there was a big uproar it's like coaches and management didn't want players going there because it was like you know Christianity will make players soft wow uh, and um yeah there was a bit of a backlash with that and uh, it's obviously still flourishing to this point now but I think it's because they're realizing that you know what it teaches about character and the life of Jesus how you know he obviously wasn't a pushover but like he stood for what he wanted and he stood for others and um I think that message is huge for for a player in a room right it's like Every day you're sacrificing, you know, what you're doing for for the teammates around you. Absolutely. Um, so I think when you can, you know, get that message within you and understand it and just be able to play out of, you know, that love for others on your team and, and to want to be there for them, I think it just can make you that much more of a, a better teammate and player where you're not, you know, just living a selfish kind of uh, mindset, but, but for the others as well, right? So um, I think it's huge. I think it's massive. And I think not only to help within the game, but also out of the game, right? Like one of the slogans for HMI is CB on the ice. So just don't get caught up. The game's awesome, but there is more to life too, right? So if you can get all that in check and understand, you know, your purpose and stuff, I think that just carries over in the game and just be that much more of an effective player to, to be out there and um, perform, uh, to deal with pressure and, and understand it all. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, and, and it yeah. definitely sounds awesome. And I'm glad you brought up HMI because I, d- I didn't know about it. But I did <laughs> want to talk about how you're giving back to the game. You and your dad have a hockey school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and it seems like it's it's fairly busy. Like it, you guys are running camps all the time and uh, it seems to be going well. Yeah, no, it's been special. He um, he used to do it when I was playing and he did uh, it was sure shot hockey. But now that I've been out and being playing more of a part because I'm not obviously playing as a player, we turned it into maidens. So it's maidens hockey development. Um, MHD for short, we call it. And it's been it's been awesome. Yeah, we've uh, we've been in the Niagara region and, and you know doing teams, private stuff, um, doing the camps. Um, it's been really nice to just be able to, to work alongside with him and do some stuff together, um, but ultimately to give back to the players and everything that I took in and learned just to give to them. And uh, I love working with the kids and, you know, trying to push them and but also encourage them and, and be there for them to have questions. So, um, yeah, it's been good. We got some some summer stuff coming up in August, um, I believe, at the Gale Center, 19 to 23rd. And, Sweet. Um, yeah. So do you know what? Cool. Hey, send me. We'll 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 talk after for sure. But send me those dates, yeah. and we'll make sure to plug it because yeah. uh, hopefully we can get uh, some more kids and stuff out. Um, yeah. And my sister attended one of the eight uh, MHD camps, and buddy, I think you still have it because you let a slap shot go and you shattered the glass. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, still, I know. You still got it. I forgot about that one. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I gotta start uh, bringing that up more to. Uh... Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, now, I think I hit a weak spot. That's what it was. Yeah, I don't know about that. that but um, do do you play at all for fun, like any beer leagues or anything, or would that be too tough? Um, I I try to go with buddies, like just more shinny. Yeah. Um, I try to be smart with with how I I go about stuff, and you know, obviously because I know it's a bit more delicate in my head to be smart. Um, uh, but I love going out with the guys and, and just playing. It's a close group, and you're just playing like a game of shinny. Uh, maybe beer leagues I'll start getting back into again, but um, just joined the softball team for this summer. So there you go. you're gonna be hitting <laughs> there dingers. There we go. So we'll uh, we'll get back in that environment with the boys. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 
hockey, stay within as much as I can. Teaching, golf, I love. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take yeah. you up on that offer. We're going to go golfing. Yeah, let's uh, go ahead. Um, but uh, thank you so much, dude, for coming on. This has been absolutely fantastic. Um, super interesting. I think the people that listen to the podcast are going to absolutely love this. Um, we're going to share some information for um, MHD and all the stuff you and your dad do. Uh, we're going to post some pictures of you to our Instagram. And uh, just thanks, everyone, for giving a listen. Yeah, thank you for having me, man. I've uh, I've done some interviews when I was playing, and like it's, this is amazing how you did it. You, uh, you did your research. You know your stuff. You were uh, pretty impressive with how you laid it out. All right. Well, don't pump my tires too hard. But, <laughs> you, pumped, uh, you pumped mine enough. <laughs> oh.